Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the show. And on today's episode, the five stocks of the week are going to be AbbVie, Nike, United Health, Enphase Energy, and uh, one that's not even a stock. It's going to be a crypto. We're looking at Bitcoin. Uh, that is for week 37 of the Investing Challenge. But uh, yeah, as I said, welcome back. And we've got tons of stuff to cover today. We've got uh, a lot of things going on in the mortgage space. We've got a lot of things going on in the NASDAQ. We've got a big sell-off going on today on Wednesday. We've got some government news. We've got uh, uh, some more Apple news, uh, Tesla news, a lot of different stuff going on there. So thank you guys for being here. Uh, if you are not subscribed yet, please go ahead and click that subscribe button so you get future episodes here from me. And uh, do me a huge favor and uh, uh, go ahead and share the podcast to someone else who might be interested. And uh, hopefully that uh, gets the ball rolling and we start seeing more uh, more interaction on the Let It Grow Investing page over there on Facebook, We're trying to build a community of like-minded investors uh, to really share all of the things that we're seeing out there in the market, uh, a lot of different uh, trends and things that uh, might be solid moves for everyone. Uh, so if you could do that, that would uh, really help us out. Uh, so now, um, first up, yeah, we've got uh, we've got this Nasdaq news, right? The uh, the Nasdaq. Uh, is currently sitting at uh, 13,843. We're down 177 points on the day. Uh, that is about 1.27%. I believe we were uh, down a good bit more than that, though. Let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, that's on the one-month chart. Uh, on the day, we uh, we did get down uh, a bit lower to around 13,810. Uh, and that did put us under the 50-day moving average. Uh, now, if you're not, uh, you know, not been following along, if we go under that 50-day moving average, it is generally a bearish sign, meaning that uh, the market could see more losses. We could see more selling. Uh, you know, if you think back in 2021, if uh, the market was down, people came back in to buy it, right? If if uh, the market went down to that 50-day, there was buyers, right? We we went ahead and tried to avoid going under that 50-day any chance we could. And people would buy up those dips. Uh, it doesn't look like we're getting that kind of action today. Uh, there is some stuff going on and some ISM data that uh, is looking like uh, things are slowing down a bit here and there. Uh, I will try to pull that up here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the Nasdaq that is uh, you know not as strong at least uh, versus the the previous fifty days is is definitely something that we need to be uh, paying attention to. And granted, you know, we've got uh, looming government shutdowns. We've got some other things going on out there that uh, ultimately we're not, uh, you know, going to be good news for us, right? We want to see some some better catalysts going forward that are actually going to uh, prop up the market. But uh, if we don't see anything in the next six months, uh, doesn't look as good. Uh, obviously, people are going to uh, sell things off. So, um, yeah, now I'm looking at Yahoo Finance right here. We've got uh, S&P 500 drops 1% as hot ISM fuels hawkish Fed bets, uh, meaning we might get another uh, rate hike. So that is also on uh, on the minds of investors today as we are seeing some of this sell-off in the NASDAQ. And uh, again, when rates go up, 
uh, the NASDAQ is generally the most uh, rate sensitive of the three indexes, the three major indexes. Uh, the Russell would be more rate sensitive. Uh, but uh, yeah, stocks retreated today while treasury yields climbed after stronger than estimated reading on the U.S. services industry. Uh, bolstered by speculation, the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher for longer, which uh, we've we've kind of been talking about that. That kind of uh, makes sense in a lot of ways to keep this inflation number down. We might not see those uh, those rate cuts for a while, and uh, we might remain elevated higher for longer. I'm trying to get down to the the meat and potatoes of this article as to what this actually shows. Uh, the the ISM, the Institute for Supply Management Services Index, rose to a six month high in August, hitting 54.5. Uh, readings above 50 indicate expansion, and the figure topped all estimates in Bloomberg's uh, survey of economists. Uh, so it goes on to say that uh, this uh, services sector report underscores the resilience of the largest portion of the economy, uh, meaning that uh, people are still paying for services. Uh, so there's a lot of elevation in uh, how much people are willing to pay for those things that they need done. Uh, and you know they keep on spending that money. That uh, The consumer is still strong, uh, albeit they are um, actually saving less and less than they previously were. I believe that uh, household savings rate is down to about 3.5%. Uh, which I believe the average is somewhere around four and a half percent. So we're saving less, but we're continuing to spend. Um, uh, a lot of that has to do with inflation, right? I don't know that everyone is uh, just you know going out and trying to uh, you know buy more now. I think they're trying to do the same things that we were doing before, and uh, it's just costing them more, right? We see that when we go out to eat. Uh, it feels like you know uh, a family of four, even going out to Chick Fil A, Chipotle. Anywhere like that, you're still spending a, a solid chunk of money just to go out versus, you know, maybe where it was five or 10 years ago. Uh, we're, so we're definitely seeing that our dollar's not going as far. Uh, we're seeing it in the services. We're seeing it in in food and housing and in every which way. Uh, so I, I still think that the, the credit card companies are going to be, uh, you know, really doing well off of this. We're still spending. But, uh, you know, again, we're, we're not saving or we're not saving as much. Uh, so that being said, going into that mortgages that I was talking about, we're still floating above that 7% on a 30-year fixed mortgage. And uh, that has done quite a, a bit of change to, to the market, right? We've got uh, less people uh, really looking to buy at these prices, right? Um, and a lot of the investors that were looking to buy last year have uh, actually retreated out of the market. Uh, investors buying homes has come down 45% year over year, uh, which means that there are more homes available for families that are looking to buy. Uh, but it also means that there, there's not as much uh, uh, volume out there for, for people to actually uh, go ahead and get multiple offers on a lot of different situations. Uh, some still are, uh, you know, maybe it was 15 or 20. And, uh, you know, those investors were getting, you know, cash offers up top, uh, highest bid, and uh, maybe now they're they're not so much. So it does get uh, some families some good opportunities to get more houses, although there's still not uh, that much inventory out there, right? Not as many people looking to uh, purchase when these uh, these mortgage rates are you know so much higher. So if they're already in a home, maybe they're not happy with it, but they're going to stay there a little bit longer and wait for these rates to drop. 
there, there's a couple different things that uh, I'm seeing out there. Uh, you know, you can buy at this uh, this higher rate and then go ahead and refinance when rates come down. Uh, one of the things that I'm looking to do on an investment property, uh, and we will see how that uh, actually plays out in the next uh, couple of weeks here. We're getting closer and closer to closing on our first investment property and uh, trying to line up everything that we need to do to get uh, this thing ready to go and ready to be rented. Uh, so a, a lot of that uh, news that I've got, I will try to share the things that I'm seeing on the rate side and uh, you know how the, the housing situation looks out there. I'm sure I'll ask those questions while I'm in closing. You know, how many people or how many closings are you doing? All those, all those questions. But um, yeah, so we've got uh, a lot of that going back and forth right now. Um, you know, I don't know where this NASDAQ is going to go. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things, even uh, I believe it was Goldman came out and said that the risk for recession, uh, yes, Goldman, uh, risk for recession is actually, uh, they revised their forecast lower to 15% risk within the next 12 months and uh, down from 20% that we actually have a recession. So they're seeing less risk out there. Uh, the consumer is still strong. We're still spending. We've still got some higher prices on things, but uh, overall, you know, we're we're still at, at a decent unemployment level. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot of different intricate pieces to kind of weave this web of what's going on with the economy. But uh, I don't know that we're going to fall on our face on the uh, on the Nasdaq. You know, September is historically a slower month, uh, so maybe we give a little bit of it back, and then you know give it a few weeks and we start seeing the market come back a little bit stronger. Uh, we are seeing oil and gas stocks uh, moving up pretty nicely. Uh, I believe that, um, I believe it was the national average on diesel was up 40 cents in the last month. Uh, and it was, you know, similarly up in, uh, you know, gasoline as well, uh, not as much as diesel, but uh, similar price increases there which uh, also is going to hurt inflation, right? Everything that moves across the country is going to be moved by truck, train, uh, you know, things like that. A lot of diesel usage. And uh, I believe that those prices are going to be passed on to us as consumers as well. So again, with the, uh, the Fed possibly uh, talking about another rate hike and uh, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, uh, I think that does make sense in, in a lot of ways to really get this inflation out of the system get it back to that 2% and kind of move on from there. But uh, I don't know that the uh, the NASDAQ is going to really get punished. And looking at some of these stocks, I was looking at uh, some of the big names that are in the NASDAQ, you know, uh, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and uh, some of them are really holding up pretty well. I mean, yes, uh, Apple is falling today. But uh, if I go ahead and pull this one up, uh, I was looking at some of the, uh, the price earnings multiples, some of the uh, peg ratios, they're still growing. Uh, some of the ratios are a little bit stretched, but uh, still manageable. And uh, why can't I find Apple? That doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, there, there's some of the different uh, metrics out there that uh, we're looking at are still decent, right? Like on Apple, we're, we're sitting at 182. Uh, if I look over the course of the month, uh, we are down about 4% today on Apple, which is a, a pretty massive sell-off. But if you look back at uh, August 17th, we were at 174. Uh, so we're still up about six and a quarter from where we were uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're, we're giving some of these gains back, right? The uh, the quarterly report came out. It, it wasn't as rosy as uh, 
you know, the, the three trillion dollar uh, multiple that we had got to on Apple. They gave some of it back. And, you know, right now we're sitting at three trillion dollars again. Uh, so there's there's a lot to kind of unravel here. Yes, we're giving some back. Uh, but overall, I still think that the uh, the Nasdaq is in decent footing. And uh, I believe that uh, stocks like Apple, stocks like Amazon, uh, Meta, uh, they're going to be purchased through a lot of these uh, these quick declines. And I'd be surprised if this one really has a, a heavy retracement under that 170, 174 level uh, that we saw earlier this uh, th- this past month. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously see where this one goes. I'm not no, I'm not going to say that I'm rushing out to buy this one right now. Uh, I forget where we bought QQQ a couple weeks ago for the investing challenge. I'm sure I could pull that one up as well. But uh, I still feel like that uh, QQQ is actually holding up pretty well from uh, the the past month. Uh, it's at 373. I want to say we bought it like right around 360. Uh, so it's still up a little bit for us, and uh, it's it's holding up. But um, yes, down about 1.1% on QQQ on the day. But uh, a lot of things, you know, are going to ebb and flow. We're going to have this sell off, and and then I think people are going to kind of buy back in as uh, some of this news dies down, or as we get some decent uh, catalyst to take this thing a little bit higher. Uh, I still think that it is a strong index that isn't getting too far ahead of itself uh, on some of the names that are in it. Some of them are definitely stretched, but uh, a lot of the valuations, a lot of the growth does make sense on some of those names as well. So um, that's what I got for that. Uh, We've also got some Apple news here. Uh, regarding the iPhone uh, 15, that is going to be released, I believe, next week. I want to say that was. Uh, let me get back over to that article. Um, yeah, one week away from Apple unveiling its new flagship flagship iPhone 15 lineup. We will see where that goes. Uh, it's normally going to trade down a little bit before the announcement, uh, and and then or maybe sometimes even get a little bit of a run up after the announcement but then kind of settle back down. So just be mindful that uh, that's happening right now. Uh, So you might see uh, another revised or revitalized interest in the company and then maybe give it back after it's actually announced. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, This is, this is crazy to me Uh, being a soccer fan, being a soccer coach. um, And that sounds very unrelated to anything stock market, but uh, Apple, they just saw 110, a uh, thousand new U.S. signups on July 21st uh, during Messi's first game for Inter Miami, and uh, that was uh, according to Antenna uh, from Wall Street Journal. And um, Apple's uh, TV growth uh, is looking like it's from 600,000 in 2023 to about uh, I'm going to call it 850,000 by that point in July. So uh, a huge increase uh, from uh, you know, really June through the end of July for MLS season pass. Uh, so that is a, a massive uh, bump in uh, viewers for the MLS package on Apple. And uh, you know he's definitely a, a household name to m- any, any soccer family anyhow, maybe not for your family, but um, definitely a, a big numbers, big jump there for uh, that uh, portion of their business. Uh, we've also got ESPN doing some work with uh, 
the Pat McAfee show. They they entered a five year deal valued at more than eighty five million, uh, and that will be de- debuting uh, tomorrow uh, on uh, ESPN, replacing Sports Center. I'm I'm not even sure what this show is, but uh, another eighty five million dollar deal uh, with uh, ESPN and Disney. Uh, and Disney is, uh, you know, still still hurting on a lot of this news. So let's actually see where Disney's sitting today. They are even lower. They uh, are at eighty dollars and seventy six cents. That is painful. Uh, they did set the low for the year at eighty dollars and fifty three cents. Uh, this one is definitely definitely painful. Man, I, I wish we had some good news uh, for Disney. We still got about 36% of upside from 20 ranked analysts on their, their 12-month price targets. But uh, it seems like they can't get out of their own way. Uh, what else we got? We've got ARM uh, Holdings. We've got the uh, the IPO is going to be, I believe, announced in the next coming week. Uh, and that should be valued between $47 and $51 a share. Uh, no, I saw that. Now I'm going to try to get back. Uh, here we go. Um, yeah, arm holding sees us IPO price between 47 and 51. Uh, so we will see how many people want to get in on that action. I believe Taiwan semi is talking about the fact that they might want to get in at that, uh, that IPO price and buy into the, the chip maker as well. Uh, so we've got that. What else do we have? We've got, uh, some other news on, on, uh, some different stocks that I was looking at. Let me, uh, let me pull up my account here and see what we've got. We've got, uh, couple different companies selling off today. Uh, Enbridge was one of them. ENB. I believe we've got that in the investing challenge. I know I've got it in my personal account. Um, This one I went ahead and bought. Um, Kind of a snap judgment this morning. I bought right around $33. We're sitting $33.41. Now this is a a big sell-off, right? It's down over over 5% on the day. Uh, this is going to be on the fact that they are looking to acquire uh, a division of Dominion for gas distribution. I believe it's natural gas. Uh, it's about a $14 billion spend for Enbridge. Uh, but, you know, they're going to be gaining that business. But albeit they're they're taking on uh, or spend a lot, uh, probably taking on some debt. I haven't looked at the whole deal, but uh, I went ahead and added to my position. That's a 7.4% dividend yielder. I already had an order open for it at like thirty four seventy five, and then after it uh, it dropped, I I was watching this one this morning. I changed it before a market open. Uh, I set it a little bit lower, thinking that we might drop down to like thirty two fifty. Uh, it did not hit that, so I just went ahead and hit market order at thirty three, and uh, executed that one this morning. So that's one little play that I'm making. Uh, get some more dividend in my portfolio. Uh, to hopefully potentially be able to live off of some of these dividends at one point in time. Maybe not anytime soon, but that is the end goal here is to be able to live off of some of the investments that I'm, I'm kind of planting the trees now. I'll, I'll pick the fruit later, leave the tree to grow, and uh, just keep picking that fruit and, and living off of uh, those dividends. That's kind of where I'd like to be on some of these plays, right? Obviously, other ones are growth plays that aren't going to pay dividends. Uh, but at some point, I will probably rotate more of those into some dividend picks uh, as I get closer to retirement age. So um, what else are we see? We've got um, Albemarle. This one, uh, this one's selling off too. Uh, a big sell off from uh, about 201 when we opened this morning to about 189 right now. We're down $11, uh, 5.68%. 
And uh, they are offering to buy Liontown Resources in a potential deal valued at $4.21 billion. I don't know anything about Liontown Resources. I'm sure I could do a so, little bit of digging here for you. But again, another story where they are looking to spend some money to buy out or uh, you know acquire another company and the stock is going to plummet. Um, ah, man, I was, I was just thinking yesterday that I really want to go ahead and buy more Albemarle. Uh, we've got a, a super low PE at a 5.7. They're mining all the lithium. Uh, they're doing a lot of things that are going to be needed in the next couple of years with the push for EVs and everything, everything having a battery anymore. Uh, now we've got uh, price targets on Albemarle ALB about 31% higher than where we're currently sitting. Uh, we've got annual revenue growing in 23, about 43%. Uh, but then it's going to kind of stagnate for 2024. We're going to see uh, kind of a decline of about 1.2% over the next uh, 12 months. But uh, that's still 42% of growth in this year. And then kind of staying flatline uh, over the course of the next year. Uh, not really a dividend grower, 1.3% uh, growth over the past uh, over the past year. Dividend payout super low at 4.8. And normally you see that when that, that payment is so low. Uh, dividend yield 0.8. So not, not a dividend payer. Um, not looking to buy it for that. But uh, the forward P is sitting at a 57% discount. It's sitting at a 10. Uh, the five-year average is a 23. Uh, the trailing PE is sitting at a 6. And the five-year average of uh, 37. Uh, that peg ratio is growing though, right? Uh, and that is growing because the uh, the growth is actually declining. So we can't really uh, get a fair valuation on that peg ratio because the growth is slowing over the next year. So it's sitting at a 3.2. Uh, the five-year average is a 1.2. So hopefully we can start uh, seeing this, this growth trend for 2025 start moving back up. And uh, then I think that's where we're going to get some people really buying this one because it is undervalued on a lot of metrics. But uh, we're overpaying for the growth that we're going to see uh, in the next year. But uh, I've got to think that this one pushes through that. We, we find some other deal or there, there's like a skewed uh, data that made it really high for 2023. And then, you know, maybe it falls off for 24 and we start uh, seeing some other deals get done to where 24, the end of it looks better. 25, 26 looks better. Uh, I can't think that this one is going to stay down forever. So. Um, Again, I like the uh, I like the position on it. I like the the sector that it's in. Uh, the dividend is nothing to write about. Uh, I'm I'm definitely interested to see more about what Liontown Resources has to offer, and uh, really know if this is going to be a company that I want to start heavily investing in and building a sizable position while no one else is looking at it. Uh, you know, obviously they wouldn't be buying this Liontown Resources if it didn't help their bottom line. Uh, they're not spending just to spend, but I do need to do a little bit more digging before I really feel comfortable in saying that this is something that I really want to uh, make a a much larger position. I, I've got a couple shares, but nothing uh, to write home about right now. And uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a couple that I saw today. Uh, let me see if there's any other names that are really making some heavy moves. Uh, Lockheed is down four point four percent, which is uh, pretty substantial for a company like Lockheed. Any news there? We've got uh, they sign a uh, industrial production cooperation in Poland. Um, I'm not too sure that that's doing anything there. there there's got to be more to that story. Uh, anything on the plus side? Um, Planet 13 
They are up about 4%. Uh, again, another cannabis stock that is uh, on the move upward. DraftKings moving up pretty decent on the day, about 2.3%. And uh, let me look at Tilray real quick and see where they're going. They have dropped today about 5%. So we've got a little bit of a variance in some of the different uh, cannabis plays. They are looking to buy out, I believe, eight uh, brands of uh from Anheuser-Busch, uh, I believe they're going to make their uh, their uh, beverage business much, much larger. They're trying to diversify into about a $300 million portfolio, I believe was the number. And uh, I'm very interested to see what they do there. And then if we do get uh, more of a federal level legalization of marijuana, reclassifying the drug, I, I think that some of these companies could really, really pop and uh, really have a lot of room to run going forward. Um but yeah, that's uh, that's about all the news I've got on uh, these these different stocks that I'm looking at right now. Uh, I will take a quick break and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some investing challenge moves. Uh, so stick around. I'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, uh, if you have not yet subscribed uh, to the podcast, please go ahead and do so. And also, if you are not voting in the uh, Let It Grow Investing Challenge uh, portfolio, uh, please follow us on Facebook and get your votes in every week for a new stock of the week. Uh, now, I had already announced the uh, the five names. Those were AbbVie, uh, Nike, United Health, Enphase, and Bitcoin. Uh, but I did want to mention that uh, Tesla did announce that the, the Shanghai Gigafactory has officially produced 2 million EVs. Uh, Apple, uh, I did want to mention this. I said Apple and Arm, but I didn't mention the two together. Uh, Apple has signed a new deal with Arm Holdings for chip technology that extends beyond 2040. That is according to Arm's IPO documents that were filed today. Uh, so we've got that news out there. And uh, hopefully that's a, a big benefit to uh, Arm's IPO, uh, as well as uh, Apple. We will ultimately see what happens there. Uh, so now we've got uh, these five names that we are looking to add. I did go ahead and purchase... What did I purchase on... Uh, on Tuesday, I believe it was Devon Energy. Is that right? Yeah, Devon Energy, uh, DVN. Uh, and now we had that news that uh, Enbridge was uh, was buying some uh, Devon Energy um, assets. So let's see what uh, how Devon looks today on that news. We know that Enbridge was down. We've got uh, uh, Devon's pretty much flat, down uh, three tenths of a percent. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you guys for voting for that one and. Uh, let me actually do a quick update on the uh, the Weeble portfolio and see how that one is doing for us. Uh, they are doing some decent offers over there right now. If you're looking to add a side account or a uh, trading IRA, whatever you're looking to do, they've got some different offers over there. And if you use my link, you can get 6, 10, or 12 free shares uh, based on uh, random selected uh winnings for you but you're going to win something that's uh that's how they do it they they get you in the door with some some free shares for opening an account and uh depositing as little as a dollar uh the uh the weeble account is down on the day we we're down 0.8 percent which uh is actually better than my my personal account so maybe i should just start taking your guys advice uh the uh overall we are up only about two percent uh, but, you know, friendly reminder, we did start the year down around 15 or 16 percent. So we've had about a 17 percent rally in this uh, in this portfolio over the course of the year. So I'm going to keep uh, continuing to buy. We're going to keep looking at stocks that uh, that make sense. 
and uh, hopefully, you know, back to uh, week 37. Hopefully it's uh, one of these uh, really takes us well into the green for the rest of the year, right? Um, so I guess first up, let's uh, let's take a look at AbbVie, uh, the, uh, the healthcare stock. And, and that one is one that we added last year at this time. And that's one of the reasons that I uh, was actually adding it back in this week. But I do like a lot of the uh, the healthcare names uh, at this point in time. They they seem to make a little bit more sense than some of the overvaluation and some of the other names. Uh, it's also got about a four percent dividend yield. Uh, when I'm looking over at Reuters, it is in the buy the buy territory, about fifty four percent return over the past five years, uh, about fourteen percent of price side uh, or price upside going forward. We've got uh, revenue is dropping a little bit. I think they still are fighting some of the patent expirations. Dividend payouts getting a little high at 85%. Dividend growth is uh, uh, decent at 6.6%. We've got uh, a little, uh, a bit higher of a forward PE than we normally like to see. Uh, their five-year average is pretty low, though. It's at a 9.9. They're currently trading at a 13.5 based on their forward PE, which is still 30 excuse me, 32% lower than the S&P 500. Uh, so yeah, a, a company that I am uh, a kind of a long-term investor in, this one uh, has definitely done some great things for my portfolio. Uh, I don't mind adding to it and uh, and averaging into this name over the course of time, if that's something you guys are interested in. Uh, might not be a screaming buy at the moment, but um, definitely one that uh, I'm comfortable getting 4% dividend yield out of them and letting them figure out that next drug, that next pipeline, and, and really having something that uh, is going to gonna do well here going forward. Uh, now, Nike, they, they seem to have a lot of different things that were going wrong for them, right? We had a lot of inventory problems. We had a lot of China problems. Uh, but, you know, a, a lot of that is getting resolved. Uh, a lot of it's getting resolved, and I don't know that uh, the the stock price really reflects that at this point. So uh, we're sitting right under nine, uh, right under 100 at 99.90, and um, the high on the year is about 131. Um, the the low on the year is 82. So we're a little bit closer to the low than than the high on the year. Uh, Trefis says Trefis is saying we've got about 23% of upside uh, from this point. Uh, we've got. Um, what does Reuters say? We've got uh, a buy on this one, about 25% of growth over the past uh, past five years. Uh, again, 23% of price target appreciation. And uh, we've got some annual revenue growth on this one, which is good to see. About 5% in 24, about 13% by the end of 25. So we're going to see this, this uh, revenue continue to grow up. We're going to uh, continue to see this uh, Nike Direct really be a, a growth driver for the business as well. Uh, I believe that last number was now about 41% of, uh, of revenue. Uh, dividend growth. This one's nice. It's about 11% of dividend growth over the past year. Uh, dividend payout still pretty low at about 42%. And uh, we are trading at a discount on that forward PE to their five-year average. So it is trading uh, cheaper, 27 times. Uh, versus an average of about 34 times uh, price earnings. Uh, so that is Nike. Uh, you guys probably know a lot about these names. I don't know if I need to get into the the nitty gritty of what each one of them does. Uh, United Health is going to be number three. And uh, again, United Health, I think this one makes a lot of sense uh, in the way that um, you know a lot of their numbers were looking actually really strong 
they said they had some problems. More people were looking to get those elective surgeries. Uh, and then they turned in a, a great uh, quarter uh, at last check. So I'm thinking that uh, this one actually kind of kind of sandbagged themselves. Uh, then they returned uh, good numbers, uh, decent guidance. And uh, I believe that this one is just going, going to uh, continue to grow. Uh, PE sitting at a 21, uh, lower dividend at 1.56. Uh, we got about 19% of growth according to the Trefis uh, breakdown, which is actually more of a, um, you know, actually a discounted cash flow as to where this money is going to go. I think that's more of how Trefis does it. Uh, when you're looking at Reuters, this one is uh, firmly in the buy target. We are in, uh, we've got about 77% of growth over the past five years. We've got uh, about 20% of uh, price target appreciation based on 24 different analysts. We've got 13% of revenue growth for 23, 21% by the end of 24. We have solid, solid dividend growth of about 13.8%. About, uh, uh, dividend payout still low at 31.6%. Uh, also trading at a discount based on that forward PE. Uh, it's at a 18.1. That is an 8% discount. Uh, so again, uh, a great company that I think is going to uh, keep turning in good quarters uh, the past six quarters that they've turned in were actually better than expected, uh, marginally, right? Single digits, but better than expected. Uh, I think they kind of set themselves up for those gains every quarter. And uh, last quarter was no surprise, right? They, they said it wasn't going to be as great, but uh, then, it, then it actually was. But uh, they, they normally have positive earnings compared to their estimates that they put in place. So that is... Number three, Enphase. Oh man, I'm I'm still still bullish on Enphase, even though the stock doesn't want to be. Uh, we are down about four point eight uh, or four dollars eighty cents on the day, about three point seven percent, sitting at one twenty two ninety six. This one has been, this one's been kind of crazy. I still think that the the solar area and the things that they're getting into, the charging stations, the commercial solar, uh, a lot of the different uh, end uses that they have. Uh, they might not be uh, doing so hot right now, but uh, I, I think the company is still very strong. The, the growth has slowed, and I think that the, the multiples have corrected a good bit based off of the uh, the actual growth, right? We might not be that that, that super fast uh, 10x grower that we were a few years ago. Uh, and when I say that, the five-year return on this company is 2,533%. So if you're looking at five-year growth, uh, what was Abvi in the fifty percent? Nike was at twenty five percent. United Health was seventy seven percent, and Enphase is two thousand five hundred and thirty three percent. So uh, obviously they're in a different class of company. They are much newer. They're they're right in the in the growth, uh, you know, right right where they need to be for for growth. Uh, but some of these things that uh, have really taken off over the past couple of years, uh, maybe that that growth has gotten a little bit of ahead of itself now. And uh, is actually going to slow back down uh, to more moderate numbers. So the the multiple is getting corrected based off of where it used to trade. But we still got uh, 34 analysts saying that the the average price target of this one should be 206 uh, at the end of the the next 12 months. Uh, I do believe that someone just guided this one lower to around 160 from 230. Uh, so there are people coming in and saying that it. Uh, it is still going to go down from some of these numbers that were projected a little bit higher. 
But uh, annual revenue is still going to grow another 20% by the end of next year based on their estimates. Uh, so that is a, a 34% gain from this year and next, which is uh, pretty remarkable still. You know, uh, uh, that, that's definitely not a growth to sneeze at when you, we've got a company that are, are these sizes. Uh, so we are trading at a 51% discount to forward PE, although some of these uh, historical PE values on a company that is firmly in that growth category aren't going to be that high forever. So we are going to see them come back down. Uh, so maybe we don't sit at a 50 forever, but maybe we actually uh, start to see this one trading at a 35, right? Or, or a 40. Uh, I still think a 24 is a little cheap for the, the type of company, the growth that they're putting up and uh, you know, kind of the momentum of uh, solar EVs, electrification of everything. Uh, so I still think that this one is a, a decent value, right? And, and again, against some of the other companies that we were looking at that peg ratio, uh, Enphase is at a one, right? We're still getting a lot of growth uh, and we've still got uh, a PE that is not getting that far ahead of itself. So I still think that is a, a small, uh, a smart company that you can buy, get a lot of growth, but you're also not overpaying for it right now. Um, so that is the four stocks on the list for the day. Last one being Bitcoin. I'm looking at Bitcoin due to those spot ETFs. Uh, we did see it rally on some of the news that the uh, the SEC had to uh, relook at uh, some of these spot ETFs for Bitcoin. There's a lot of people that are applying for them now. Uh, I think it's kind of going to be inevitable before we actually get a spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, Bitcoin has traded down into that 26,000 range. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to stay there forever if this actually goes ahead and gets passed. So that is, uh, that's the five that I got for you guys this week. I am really, really interested to see what you guys think about my five picks. And I'm also curious to see what you guys are buying yourselves, right? If you got a stock that you're, uh, that you're interested in, share it up on the group, mention it in the, the Spotify, um, you know, messages, uh, feel free to get in contact with me that way. Uh, again, if you guys are, need a little bit of help, you want, want to go over your portfolio, want to see where you can save a little bit more mo uh, money or uh, get your finances in order, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'd love to help you out as a uh, financial coach as well. Uh, so again, uh, I'm available on the Let It Grow Investing uh, podcast page on Facebook or message me through uh, the uh, Spotify link uh, that you are or however you're listening to this, uh, this podcast. Spotify would probably be the easiest one for me though. But uh, that's all the time that I got for you guys today. And I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.